Before we get started, we have a quick question. Does your school have a good mentoring program for new teachers? Does it support administrators who run the program, train and support mentors in how to best help new teachers, and support new teachers by answering their questions and helping them to meet their biggest challenges? We've mentored many new teachers and we've had lots of conversations with the new teachers crying in their cars after school. That's why we created the New Teacher Navigator. We have everything that your school needs to run a successful mentoring program. It's online and very affordable. If you or someone in your school or district is interested, check out our program at inspiredtogetherlearning.com or send us an email and we'll follow up. We'd love to help you support the next generation of teachers. The future of education depends on it. And now we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have you ever made a vision board? It's fun to make a vision board and it's fun to dream about the things you want to have or to do. But does it work? Today, we're talking about creating a vision for the life you want to have and how to use visualization to help you stay motivated and to remind you of the person you need to be to get the things you want to have. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. As we record this, it's the beginning of a new year. For many of us, that means thinking about what it is that we want in the new year. You may have even created a vision board. For those of you who aren't familiar with the concept of vision boards, a vision board is a visual depiction of the things that you want to have or to be in your life. Often the vision board is a physical product, a poster board with some pictures cut out of magazines glued on, or maybe it's photos and words that describe or show your dreams in a visual way. It may also be a Pinterest board or some other form of electronic collections of pictures on your phone or on your computer. I've made posters and hung them on my wall, and I've also made Pinterest boards. I also have a drinking tumbler that allows you to slide in a paper liner between the actual cup and the clear plastic cover. I've used that cup to make my vision boards. Using it regularly every time I drink water reminds me of my dreams and my goals. I have also made vision boards in different ways than what people would typically think. I have put pictures on the inside of my walk-in closet so that I can walk in there and as I'm getting dressed in the morning, I can see those pictures. There's not just one way to make a vision board. Maybe you have your own unique way of doing it. Making a vision board is all well and good, but does it really help you? Is it worth the time and energy or is it just some big hoax? Visualizing works, but needs to go beyond the vision board. We've got three steps to get you where you want to go using visualization. Let's start with step one. First of all, you need to create a vision for your life. Do you have a vision for your life? Do you know what it is that you want out of your life? Do you know who you want to be? How are you going to get to wherever you want to be if you don't know where you're going? And if you don't know what you want, how are you going to know that you've gotten there? If you don't have a vision for your life, you could just be drifting. 
Thrifting sounds all lovely and relaxing, but it also means that you aren't being proactive in making what you want to happen happen. You are living by the circumstances and figuring things out as you go. There's always an element of that in our lives, but a lot of people who are drifting don't even know where they're going, don't have a plan for it, and they're not always happy with where they end up. It's interesting because let's say someone comes up to you and says, what is your vision for your life? Is that something that you could easily rattle off? Probably not. Just putting it on a board doesn't make it real. So thinking about what you want out of your life, what is your vision? Who do you want to be? We often are drifting without clarifying what that vision is. Developing a vision doesn't have to mean you have everything all planned out. You can still discover new things. You can rearrange your dreams. You can change your dreams. It just means that you need to do some soul searching and decide what it is that means the most to you personally. We talk a lot about values on this podcast. What are your values? Your vision is connected to your higher purpose. It's part of your why. When the going gets tough, when you have a strong vision, it keeps you motivated. It gives you something to work towards and makes your work in life more meaningful. The more vividly that you can see and feel that vision, the more real it is going to seem, and then the harder you are going to fight for it. We're going to give some examples of visualization later on. But the more that you can feel it and clarify it, the more likely you are to have it happen. If it is compelling, you're going to work to make it a reality. Maybe you're not sure where to start. We've got a couple questions for you to ask yourself. One of the things you can do is try to describe your dream day. What would you be doing? Who would you be with? Where would you be? And I'm not talking about a vacation day. I often joke that everyone always says, well, my dream day is sitting on a beach with a margarita. That's good for a day or a week or two. But is that really what you want to do every single day for the rest of your life? I kind of doubt it. You can also ask yourself, what kind of feelings do I want to have in my life? Right now, as we're recording this, we are doing a program called Elevate Your Life 2024. And we were on a Zoom call with a group of people last night, and we talked about how important it is to be thinking about your feelings. Some of the wonderful feelings we heard last night were feelings of awe, gratitude, love. Do any of those resonate with you? What other feelings do you want to carry forward into your vision? We often write off our feelings, but creating visions and goals without considering your feelings can often leave you feeling empty when you've met those goals. Another thing to think about is the things that you love to do. What makes you happy? When are you in that flow where you're just absorbed in doing something, loving every minute of it, time's going by, and you're not even paying attention to it? That's probably something that makes you really happy and that results in really good work, really good thinking. Think about that. What is it that you love to do? You can also ask yourself, what are the things in your life that are worth fighting for? If you are willing to fight for it, give it your all probably should be included in your vision. This is the part where you make the vision boards. Once you've identified what you want, what you really value, what you're willing to fight for, those are the things that go on your vision board. You can find quotes, you can find inspiration, and then you put that all together. Now you've built a vision of things that you really, truly want in your life. It's so much more than cutting out pictures of mansions, beach resorts, and millions of dollars and pasting them on a poster board. 
This is designing the life you want to have, or as we often refer to it, living with intention, living an inspired life. Step number two, then, once you develop that vision, is to keep it in front of you. This part is really important. You can't just make a vision board and then put it up on the wall. And at the end of the year, you're magically going to get everything you want. It's really helpful to keep your goals in front of you. It's really easy in our busy lives to set some vision, some goal that you want, and then set it aside. Get really busy, come back to it months later or a year later and say, oh, why didn't I meet this? It's because it wasn't there in front of us, reminding us every day. If I have to fill a prescription at the pharmacy, I will leave the empty bottle sitting right there on my bathroom counter until I go pick up the prescription. It is my visual reminder every day to do that. You should be doing the same with your visions. You need to be able to see them. You also need to be able to see your vision in great detail. It helps to visualize yourself in the scene of wherever you want to be or doing whatever it is that you want to do. It needs to feel like it's real and extremely clear. You might recall the emotions, who is around you, and even what you are wearing. You almost need to be able to smell the ocean you want to visit. Seeing your visions regularly keeps your goals in the front of your mind and the mind works on whatever it is that you give it. So what would that look like if you kept your vision in front of you? We've talked about a couple of these already. You might put pictures on the wall. Another idea is hanging things on your bathroom mirror and looking at them every time you brush your teeth. I've also seen people write or draw on their mirrors with dry erase markers. So they are right there on their mirrors every day when they're getting ready in the morning. One of the things that I've used for years is I turn my computer passwords into little phrases of things that I want to happen in the year. You're in your computer and you're constantly having to put in passwords. Make that password a vision statement for yourself. It's easy to remember and you're writing it in pretty much every single day of your life. Some people also make destiny maps. That's kind of like a linear sequence, like a timeline of where you want to go. And you put in the steps, just like if you were driving and you make a map of I'm going to go here and then the next place I'm going to go is there. Some people do that with their visions for the year and what they're going to do. So it's a timeline type of a perspective. Another idea is to turn your visions into affirmations and then repeatedly say those affirmations to yourself every day at a certain time, maybe every time as you walk into the door at work, maybe every night before you lay down. Find a set time and repeat those affirmations that will remind you of your visions. Another thing that I know both of us do is daily journaling, journaling either in the morning or in the evening, keeping it in front of mind, reminding yourself on a daily basis that you're doing it. I also, too, spend a few minutes every night before I go to bed just visualizing, closing my eyes. It's a way for me to calm down, focus on what I'm planning, what I'm dreaming. It's really satisfying. And if you're really connected to that vision, it is really relaxing. It really feels comforting. I know that when I step away from journaling, I feel like my visions are very far away. In my daily journal, I actually have a little picture I've created that I can easily replicate each day that keeps all of my visions right there at the forefront. I personally don't love putting pictures on my bathroom mirror. I know lots of people do that. I tend to be a little bit more private about that. So putting that inside my closet door or putting it in my journal tends to work better for me. 
One of the things I noticed once when I was visiting your house is your son's vision board on his bathroom mirror. He had sticky notes that were reminding him of things he wanted to do and things he wanted to be. I was really impressed by that, that here's this young teenager who's got goals and plans and visions for his life. So even though I was a guest and unexpectedly saw that, which he probably didn't intend for the world to see, I was really actually impressed by it. He likes to have that out there where I might be a little bit more private. He's really okay with that. He's actually gotten a large dry erase board now that he has put on his bedroom wall to have reminders of his vision in his bedroom too. So to each their own, how you may do it. We've talked about lots of different ways. The way that you like that works for you is the way you should do it. You can call this manifesting, dreaming, or meditating, prayer, vision questing, or whatever you want to call it. But the point of it is to keep the focus on what you want. That focus is what's going to help you achieve the things that you want. I do have an example of this. A few years ago, I was at a conference and the speaker used it as an opportunity to launch her new book. And none of us knew that it was coming. She came out with the book and she held it up. She had these tears in her eyes and she said, I dreamed this moment into being. I loved that. I immediately wrote it down. And later I got this big flat rock out of the lake near my house. And I wrote it on that with a Sharpie. I dreamed this moment into being. That's really powerful. You may have heard the famous example from actor Jim Carrey. He had an interview with Oprah once and he shared that when he was a struggling actor, he wrote himself a $10 million check for acting services rendered is what he wrote in the four line. He dated it for 10 years ahead. He'd put that check in his wallet. He'd brought it out and he looked at it every single day. 10 years later, he was paid $10 million for the movie Dumb and Dumber. That is such a powerful and incredible example of keeping your vision close so that you can make your dreams a reality. The third and final step beyond creating the vision and keeping it in front of you is to keep it in your head, but also move with your feet. You've got that vision and you keep it in front of you, but that still won't be enough if you don't take the kinds of actions that will get you to where you want to be. Jim Carrey in that example didn't become a star just by looking at that fake check every day. He didn't pull it out and look at it and then it just happened. That was a daily reminder of his dream. But then he went on the casting calls. He took the small parts and anything he could get. He learned, he practiced, and he kept going after it. He thought it in his head. He saw it visually, but he moved it with his feet. We dreamed of writing a book. We visualized it, talked about what it would look like and how we would get teachers involved. We would get quotes from them. It was just something that was in the forefront of our mind always. But we didn't just say, I put it out into the universe, so now I'm going to get it. It didn't just appear. We had to put in the work to make that happen. We did. Today, it's a guided journal and you can buy it on Amazon. We'll put the link in the show notes. Ultimately, you have to do the work to make your dreams a reality. Sometimes that means you have to become someone who is different. If you have a dream to run a marathon, you have to start running regularly in order to complete the marathon. If you do what you've always done, you get what you always got. So make the change. Take the steps. Sometimes you really do have to become a different person. 
I don't mean that in a bad way, like a fake person or something like that. But you have to be the person who will do the things you have to do in order to get the things that you want to have. A great example of that is with elite athletes. Most elite athletes are highly trained in visualizing, but they also have to become the athlete who can achieve at the highest levels by doing something. And that means practice, repetition on a daily basis. It's being conscious of what they eat. They change their mindsets and many other things. Before they can go out there and win that Olympic medal, they have to become the person who has the skills that will allow them to win those medals. Michael Phelps is a perfect example of that. You probably all have heard how Michael Phelps, an Olympic swimmer, visualized regularly. He would create what he called a mental video in his mind. He imagined the race right from the second he jumped off the blocks to exactly what it would be when he won the race from the very first second to the crowds cheering for him. And he played that video over and over in his mind multiple times a day. If you like the idea of an audio reminder, another Olympian, Emily Cook, she's a freestyle skier. She would record an audio to go along with her visualization, and then she would listen to it. She would say into the recorder, like, I'm standing at the top of the hill. I'm going down on this curve. I'm engaging my core, every small piece of it. Then during those hard training practices, they could think through those visualizations and know what it was all for. Dream doesn't happen unless you can visualize it and take the steps to do the work to make your dreams a reality. There's plenty of scientific research to show that visualization works. According to neuroscientist Dr. Amy Palmer, mentally rehearsing and imagining movements shares the same brain mechanisms that actually doing those same movements shows. The brain has the same activity when it visualizes doing an action as it does when it's physically performing the action. So you're your brain doesn't know the difference whether you're imagining it or actually you're doing it. That's so fascinating because it really shows the power of visualizing all of those small details. And not to geek out too much here, but our brain has something called the reticular activating system, which is a bundle of neurons that have several functions. But one of those functions is to be a gatekeeper. It helps you to filter out all the unnecessary stimuli. We have stimuli coming at us nonstop from all the channels. We see it, we hear it, we smell it, and your brain cannot deal with all of that. There's no way we would not be able to handle it. So the RAS decides what is important and lets in those things that are the most important. The cool thing about visualization is when you're visualizing, you are actually training your RAS to understand what's important and to let that information into the forefront of your conscious. So it's a way of telling the RAS, this is what I want. This is what's important. Keep focusing me on this. Let me see the stimuli connected to this. Now that you know all of this, we're going to remind you once again that visualization helps you become the person you need to be in order to get the things that you want to have. Who do you need to become in order to get those things that you want to have? That's where it's easy to quit. You could just say this is all too overwhelming. It's too impossible. But we encourage you to not give up. You won't know until you move your feet to activate that vision taking one small action and then another and another until it becomes a habit. When that gets easy, you just keep upping your game. 
This is where your goals come in. People often start with making goals, but no, make the vision first and then create the goals around the vision that you have. We talked about this in the last episode, in episode 46. You might want to go back and listen to that one. But if you have clear, specific goals and they're challenging, but not too challenging, and if you break them down into bite-sized pieces and schedule them into your day, you will find that you will achieve. You will also need to find some support and the support will help you keep going and then you will rinse and repeat, set new goals, break them down, complete that and continue on. We leave you today with a quote from futurist Joel Arthur Barker. Vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes the time. To recap today, visualizing is a great tool to help you achieve your dreams and goals, but making a vision board is not enough. You have to first create a deep, compelling vision of what you really want. Then you need to keep that vision in front of you on a regular basis. Lastly, you need to take action. You need to move your feet. You'll need to become the type of person you need to be in order to achieve your dreams. With focus and consistency, you can create and achieve many small goals that will lead you to those big dreams. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to think about the dreams and goals you have. Create a vision. Choose a way to visualize them daily. Then write down some small weekly goals that'll help you move in the direction you want to go. We'd love to hear what your goals are, what your vision is. So reach out to us through any of our social media channels. And if you want to do a little work on yourself and defining your vision, we've created something for you called Take Back Your Life. It's a free resource and you can access that resource on our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.